Hello, Kyle. Hi, Melissa. How's your brain? Does it feel like um, scrambled eggs? My brain is good. We have so much going on. It, it would be scrambled eggs, um, you know, with, with World Conference just literally days away. So this is our official annual episode, Everything You Need to Know. Behind the conference curtain. Here we part go. Two. Part two. Part, part two. One million. Go back and listen to part one. Um, and uh, and then uh, last month's wellness episode as well. Then you'll get all the cool stuff. Uh, we covered it in those episodes about our wellness opportunities and hanging out with our friend Christina and talking to Jeff and talking with uh, Speaker Dedrick Giles. We are you got more. We have to be more heading to share. San Diego. I have my app here open. Um, okay, what what do we have in store for us in San Diego, Melissa, weather-wise? San Diego, right now it is 78 degrees, and the high will be 81 today. We're, rec we're recording this at 229. There is actually a heat advisory today. <laughs> in, I could uh, say Diego, a lot of things about that, but... <laughs> but I'm just telling you, the 10-day looks spectacular fabulous I mean, looking at arriving beautiful sunshine 69 degrees 70 degrees beautiful sunshine so we've made sure the weather's going to be good i can't wait we've made sure that you have an amazing slate of education and networking opportunities and we are all going to be reunited in san diego california so it's gonna be wonderful we've lined up a couple interviews uh, to help bring uh, some of our amazing colleagues into this process who are uh, part of the, the the team that really puts this event together. So first up, we have David McCabe, uh, our Senior Director of Education, to talk through all of the ins and outs you need to know about education. Mm -hmm. Then we have Kim Pasquale, our Senior Vice President for Member Engagement. She's going to give us a rundown on what you can expect in the hub of World Conference, what we are calling our, this, well, we'll be in the sales pavilion, but as the member services pavilion, registration, everything extravaganza, everything's going to be in one area, and we're going to run through all the stuff that you can connect with in that space, and Kim, Kim gives us a pretty good rundown of that. Absolutely. And then for the first time on our podcast, our colleague Jane Ayers, who is the Director of Meetings and Events for the Association, uh, she talks us through the amazing networking event that's been planned. We're going to take over the Gas Lamp District. It's going to be amazing. And we wrap with an interview with uh, conference speaker Kristen Hadid, who's talking about the future of leadership. And she shares with us a little bit about her journey in the business world, what she's learned from it, and what you can expect to hear at her session when she's at conference next week. It's a perfect little teaser. So let's take a listen. So we're going to start by talking about the thing at conference that people are definitely coming for, and that is the professional development and the education. And so we've pulled in our colleague, David McCabe, uh, with our professional development department to discuss what you need to know about conference education. And just so that all of our listeners are aware, David is like the mecca of conference <laughs> education. He works on making sure that he, you know, working with our committee and, booking the right speakers and, and bringing those people in and then working with them um, throughout the process. He's also the scheduling guru to make the, the whole big grid of everything all work. So David, thank you so much for, for being with us today and to well, talk about you. this. Thank you for those kind words. Of course, he's the king, he, the king of spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> the king of conference spreadsheets. Um, all right, so David, we have some questions for you. Um, Melissa 
when we were talking earlier, Melissa mentioned that you know we've been getting phone calls and emails and some questions about what people can can expect at World Conference. And since it's been a couple of years since we've all been together, it's probably a good idea for us to review just sort of the the standard operating procedures for when we attend conference. How do we get our credits? I think that's the biggest question, right? Like I'm going to conference, I want to get my education credits, but how does that happen? What components do I need to understand to uh, to get those credits by the end of the week? Sure, sure. I'm gonna I'll I'm, I will get to that answer. I'm gonna backtrack it a little bit, but it all uh, relates. Uh, so the first thing uh, people want to do is to download the app that we have for conference, and you uh, our attendees should have received the email if uh, it, with the link to join. And if they haven't, uh, they can contact us, and we can get that set up. Uh, but once you have the app down, that's where you will see all the sessions. So the schedule is there. Um, you do if, one thing when I, I've noticed from the app this year when I've signed in. If you go to the schedule at first, it is going to look blank, but that, that's under my schedule, meaning your their, their their schedule. So click on the all sessions, which is on the top right, and that'll list all the sessions. Uh, you go through each day, find the session that you want. If you if you click or you know tap on a but on a session, it'll open up with the description and the speaker. Um, and things like that. There is a little plus sign next to the session. So if people want to kind of look at this ahead of time and maybe put sessions that they're interested in, if they do that plus session, that'll go to that my uh, my schedule. So when they open up the app again, they'll see the ones that they've you know expressed interest in. Um, a little David, side note. Before you, before you move forward, uh, one of the questions we get a lot is, do you need to pre-register for the sessions? It's right? funny you're going to say that because that's exactly what I was just going to talk about. So uh, you don't need to register or anything like that for the session. So you you pick what session you want. You go to that room. Um, it is a first come, first serve type of thing. It's rare that a room will be completely full that you cannot go in. Uh, but it is a possibility. It's very unlikely that'll happen. Uh, you just would show up to the room. Uh, so then once you once you're in the room, you will you have, at the end of the session, a speaker will give uh, what's called an attendance code. Uh, so that's going to be key to getting their credits. So what they would do once the session is over, uh, they would uh, open up the session on the app. So, you know, tap on that session, open up one of the things right underneath about this. I think it's right underneath where the speaker information is uh, in that session will say survey. And you would you would click on that. The first question of that survey is going to be, um, uh, please enter the attendance code from the from the session you just did. Uh, and then from there on, uh, there's some other questions about how you like the session and different aspects of that, so we can get ratings back to the speaker and and uh, so they can get the feedback on that. Uh, but the most important thing is uh, that attendance code. It's not case sensitive. So if you put it in as all lowercase, but the speaker had it in all caps or anything, that doesn't matter. Uh, so go ahead and put that in. Uh, people, you know, the attendees have 48 hours to put the, the, their credits in or just to claim their credits and to submit the survey. Uh, so that's just one thing to keep in mind. It's usually best to do it right afterwards because it's fresh in your mind. Uh, but I know that's not always possible. Uh, but just remember, you do have a limited time uh, to fill those out. Uh, something else that we noticed, and this was something that really came up in Grapevine that we we not only had an issue, but we noticed a lot of members. Sometimes somebody may go to a session and you're halfway through the session and you're like, you know what, this isn't what I thought. It's not for me or I don't like it. I mean, there could be a reason why. Uh, and they go to a second, you know, one of the other sessions and they join that midway. 
we and we ask though that you only fill out the survey for whichever one you were in at the end, you know, where they give the attendance code. Obviously, you were at an hour or, or 90 minutes worth of education. Uh, but if we do that, it'll end up possibly giving double credits. And that raises a kind of a red flag on our end. Uh, so we we just when we see that and we usually get straightened out, but it's a lot easier to uh, for all involved to to have that done there so feel free to give the feedback on you know what one of the sessions and you put the attendance code in uh but we just asked that people don't do both and it was most of the time it was just very innocent they wanted to provide feedback on both of the sessions uh but then that prompted a double credit on our system probably way too much information people want to know about <laughs> our technical side but that's okay there. yeah that's okay um another tip regarding those surveys and something that we often run into you know people go to a session and then they'll realize oh crap i didn't write down the code i don't remember what it was but i was in it yesterday and i and i forgot to do my survey and i need to get it done um tip for the week keep track of your attendance codes and you know keep them in your phone open a notes app write them down in your phone so that maybe you're not doing those surveys right away, but if you get back to your room at the end of the night and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do my all of my surveys for the sessions that I attended today, you have them all written down. That way you don't have to feel like you're scrambling or like cheating by asking somebody for the code. I know that can feel a little bit like sketchy, but you know, keep, keep track of them yourself so that you don't lose them. Um, at any point in time throughout the week, if you have trouble with the app, whether it's you're having trouble filling out one of these surveys to get your credits or you're having trouble navigating the app or something like that, please come see us at the Member Services Pavilion. Um, there are several of us that will be there throughout the week. Melissa and I in particular are very, very well versed in helping people navigate the app. Um, but we're happy to to help you work through those problems and do some troubleshooting um, and certainly keep track of anything if, if you know you have a very unique problem and we can't even solve it we'll figure it out eventually um, so along yeah. those lines kyle something that you said there another tip is not only to write down the, the codes there keep some sort of track of which sessions you went to yep. whether it's you put it on the my schedule or take screenshots of this session. The reason for that is for whatever reason, after conference, you notice credits went in or you know didn't go in or not as many as you thought, you'll be able to compare what is on your credit history versus which ones you attended. It Correct. makes it a lot it makes it a lot easier and quicker for us to go and track that down if you say, hey, I was at session X, but I mm -hmm. don't see it on my schedule. Um, we can go and you know look in, back into that session and see it. But a lot of times people will say, oh, I don't have, it looks like I don't have enough credits or I have no credits. And we said, okay, what session did you go to? And like, um, so <laughs> it just makes it a little bit harder. So if you can keep track uh, just in case you need that afterwards. Yep. Now, is we do have a virtual component this year for World Conference. So we have people who will be attending in person, but we also have some folks who will be attending virtually. Is the process for, you know, filling out these post-event surveys and getting their credits the same? Yes, it is. Uh, so those people who are doing the virtual for the key, for just the keynote sessions um, will have that option. And then at the end of those sessions, the code will be uh, displayed as well. So, um, Yes, it's it's the same process. They'll download the app, uh, go through and do that. Fabulous. Keep it simple, right? Like that mm -hmm. that uh, anagram. Keep it simple, stupid. Just remember that. Um, <laughs> download the app, build your schedule, make sure you know what you want to attend. Um, how long? I know this is a question we get a lot from folks too. Um, you know, how long will it take for those credits to populate in in my 
uh, credit history. You know, if I if I log on after conference, when will I see those credits pop up? I want to make sure I got them. How long will that take this year, David? So that's a good question. So in an ideal world, we would love to have them in within two to three weeks after conference. Uh, occasionally, we may run into some technical issues that may delay that. Uh, but our our goal is to get it in within two to two to three weeks. We want to get that in uh, as soon as as soon as possible. Excellent. And so, David, if you go to all your sessions, you go to all your concurrent sessions, you go to all your general education sessions, how many total credits can you earn? I, I, uh, Christian, I'm trying to remember, I believe it's 22 and a half. Uh, I have to go back and double check. It's, it's been a while, uh, but I think it's 22 and a half. Uh, but that is not including if you your registration, you get activity credits for registration uh, for the opening and closing business sessions. You do get one act one what's called CMI your education credit for the keynote speaker, but you also get two activity credits for the business portion of that. So if you go to every single education slot, including keynotes um, and things like that, uh, and it would also include if you were going to the awards breakfast because there is a speaker there also. Um, it would be, I believe it's 22 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to call usually, you on that. It, yeah, it varies each year, but usually it's somewhere between like 22 and a half and 24 and a half. It just depends on uh, the sessions. But that actually is a good point. Was going to lead into something else I was going to talk about. So the credits are awarded based on how long a session is. Mm -hmm. uh, so we either have 90 minute sessions or 60 minute sessions. So the 90 minute sessions will get one and a half. And then the 60 minutes one is basically the formula is one credit per hour of instruction. Uh, but we do do we do have um, half credits. So that's why 90 minute one gets 1.5. There you awesome. go. Well, I, did, I know at conference, David, you'll be running around, uh, make sure everything's going swimmingly. Um, but are there any speakers that you are really excited to see uh, present? We do have a couple. Um, one is, you know, and I'm gonna, I know you can edit this out. Let me open up my, <laughs> I just want to open up the schedule. So I'm sorry. Uh, so, My watch keeps yelling at me okay. to breathe. <laughs> okay, so should I start back? Should I start yeah. back up? Okay, uh, so there are a couple. There are all, all the speakers are are good, obviously, but there are a couple that uh, we that I'm interested that I am interested in and seeing myself too. Uh, we do have an individual. His name is Sean Hand, and he will also he'll be taking part of our uh, first timers session with an icebreaker for those people. But he also is doing a session on uh, called the awkward networker. And I don't know about you, but I you always hear about all oh, you need to network, you need to network and you're never quite sure how to do it. And with being kind of an introvert, it is a little bit even harder. Uh, so I'm kind of interested in that session. Uh, so I think that'll be very interesting. We also do, what we try to do is um, put in keynote level speakers within the concurrent sessions. So while we have six official keynote sessions at conference this year, there technically could be close to 10 with some of these other speakers that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, one example on a leadership uh, session, we have uh, Frank DeAngelis, who is actually the former principal of Columbine High School. Uh, he wow. was there during the tragedy. Uh, he talks about kind of leadership through a um, through very tough times as they, as they obviously had. So that should be a very interesting one. Um, we just uh, finalized, we have a uh, Dr. Suzanne Peterson uh, who will be speaking on uh, basically executive style and presence, uh, but she that's a very uh, one I'm looking forward to. We also have another individual um, 
Dethra Giles. Uh, she is out of Atlanta, and she will be speaking on. It's called. I can see if I can say this right because every time I see the title, I try to say it. Employeepreneurship. So instead of yes, entrepreneurship, it's we, employeepreneurship. Uh, so it's getting and keeping your top talent. Uh, so yeah, talked with her a couple weeks ago. She yes. she's awesome. I we could have talked to her all day. So yeah, we're we're really excited for her session as well. Yes. So again, like I said, there's there's many uh, sessions that, but they're just ones that come to mind right there. Absolutely. And you and as David mentioned, you know, if you download the app, you can take a look at all of the sessions that are happening at World Conference and preview them. You know, click on them, read through the descriptions, and see what you might be interested in. Um, we have so many options. <laughs> that you know there's really something for everyone so make sure you take some time with the app over the next couple of weeks oh that makes my heart kind of look just go really really fast a couple weeks um, <laughs> and uh, familiarize yourself with what's going on and um, you know pick build a schedule pick a session or several <laughs> and along that line another thing i want to bring up is uh recordings so if there are say two sessions at one time that you want to see we record most of the sessions and i do want to emphasize that as most because uh, not all of them some speakers will ask for their session not to be recorded and we we respect that uh for that most keynote speakers and this i think this time it is all of the keynote speakers usually do not allow us to do that uh, as per their contract uh so those you may not see and you just have a, occasional ones a lot of times uh lawyers may not like theirs like if they're doing a legal session uh will ask for it not to be recorded just so I can understand it, um, you know, just so somebody can't come back and say, well, you said X, Y, Z, and that was legal advice and things like that. So most of the sessions are recorded. So shortly after conference, um, when I say shortly, that's a little bit longer than the credits just because of the uh, getting them available. Uh, we will put them on CMAA University. Uh, so only the individuals who were registered for conference will get access to that. So it's not available to the whole membership, but it is included as part of the conference registration. So there is no extra charge or anything like that. We keep those recordings up really, I don't want to say in perpetuity, but kind of. I mean, we uh, we would eventually go in and shut it off, but it would be a long time, you know, several years after that. So uh, you will have access to that. Uh, something else I did want to mention as I was thinking as we were going through here is what we call the proceedings manual or like handouts. The most common question we may get, well, other than what was the code for this <laughs> session, uh, <laughs> one of the most common questions that we get is, um, you know, are there handouts of the slides or things like that? So we do include those in the app as well. Again, you would tap on the session and it's towards the bottom of the session if they gave them to us ahead of time. So that's another one of those kind of caveats. Uh, we don't always get them ahead of time from speakers. Um, sometimes they will give it to us on, on site. And if that's the case, I can add them. Sometimes they give us afterwards. We can add them at any time and even after the conference. Uh, but if they've given it to us beforehand, they will be on the app uh, starting a conference. But that just wanted to mention that, that you may not see it for, the, for that particular session. And most of the time, it is just because they have not provided the, that to me ahead of time. That's a great point, David. And I just want to remind everybody, not only can you access the app via your mobile device, but you can also access the desktop version of the app. So for instance, if you come back from conference, you saw a speaker, you really like what they had to say, and you wanted to print those, you know, print their handouts or slides or whatever and share with some of your team members, you can absolutely do that. So just don't forget you can access the app by, you know, I know most of us aren't smart enough to have our mobile device wirelessly connected to a printer so you can um, access that all together and with that I mean, also Kyle does. She's, she's talking <laughs> at me she probably does but the rest I of us do, do not <laughs> 
uh, with that, Melissa, too, when you go into, even if you're on the app, uh, when you open up the uh, a, a document on there, at the top right, there'll be, at least on the Apple, I don't know what it looks like on, on the other uh, phones, it has that little box with the arrow that you can send it out, Share either text yep, to yourself absolutely. or email. Yeah, uh, so there's another another option there as well. Great yep. point. The app is very versatile, and, and if you play around in it, you'll actually, you can discover a lot of really cool cool things that the app has that we won't get into today but <laughs> you can't break it either that's another thing that's true uh, you cannot oh but one other piece of advice once you were signed in you can close the app all you want do not go up to the sign out because yes, that just it tends to create issues not all the time but most often it creates issues that's another tidbit of advice once you're signed in once even if you close out the app you go back in you'll still be signed in if you physically sign out though that can just create some issues Cool. Great advice. Well, David, thank you as always for your wisdom and your knowledge. We look forward to connecting with everyone in person in just a few weeks. Ah. 11 days. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shh. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> According to the app, it's 11 days. According to the app, there is. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, you too can have a fun countdown if you download the app. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but thank you, David, for joining us. And as we said, if you have questions when we get on site, please find one of us CMA staffers. We will be more than happy to assist and uh, get you everything you need to have a great week. So we'll see you then. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, we are going to dive into talking about all of the activities um, and member services you can take advantage of while you at, while you're at World Conference. Um, along with Kim Pasquale, our Senior Vice President of Membership Engagement. And Fearless Leader. And Fearless Leader. And Kim, this is your like 300th conference or? It is. What's that number? How did you know? Like math is hard, but I think it is 300. <laughs> yeah, math is real dumb actually, but yeah, it, <laughs> it, if it's not actually 300, it might feel like 300. I'm probably a vampire. You just didn't even know it. <laughs> this would explain many things. Does explain a lot. Yeah. Um, that that's that'll be in our book review later. But so, <laughs> Kim, tell us a little bit about um, the experience our members are going to have. Tell us about this fascinating place called the Membership Services Pavilion. Excellent. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Kyle. It's good to be with you all today. Yay! Do you love our podcast? So um, being your guest is is just a treat. Um, so I'm going to say, you know, the member services area um, at conference every year is kind of like our little heartbeat area. Everything that you need, um, the staff that you need to talk to um, is pretty much all together in one spot. Um, this year at the uh, World Conference in San Diego, we're going to have um, just this opportunity to be in the sales pavilion, which is wonderful. So there's even more things in the MSP. Um, MSP yes. is our little MSP. That's the um, insider's term. The yeah. insider's term. Thanks. When, when we say MSP, we're talking about the member services pavilion, and it's inclusive of all the things. All the things. All, all the things. things. But even more, all the things in 2022. So um, in our pavilion area, you will find um, the like I said, the member services desk, which will have, uh, which will be staffed um, pretty much the entire time we're at conference. So if you have a certification question, if you have a membership question, if you want to do a CRC demo, um, rock on. 
there's uh, SEMA is job boards. We encourage um, open positions to be posted, and there's typically, um, you know, eight categories of, of job types, um, especially uh, internships for our young student members, which will be uh, wonderful to have posted. Um, so those are all available. In addition, um, if you haven't had the opportunity to sign up for a coaching session in advance with either Shelly McDougal or, or Kevin McDonald, CMA's coaches, you can do that while you're on site. If there's- I was going to rewind real quick and just mention with those job boards, those are free to post while we're at World Conference. So typically, if you're interested in posting a job with CMA and you want to post it through our online job boards, there's a cost associated with that. But when you're at World Conference, it's free. All you have to do is print off a job posting. We even have the push pins for you to use. So you come with it in your hot little hands. We got a push pin. You can stick it on our job board. Boom. Thank you. Boom. Thank you. This is why we work together so well, because we, we can finish each other's thoughts and sentences. Indeed. So yeah, so sign up for coaching, bring your job opportunities, or look for a new job opportunity mm -hmm. while you're on site. Indeed. Um, in addition, we have an information wall. Um, you can grab some uh, magazines. You can uh, look for a Who We Are sheet. You can get some certification information. And then we have our ribbon wall where you can decorate your badge, which is always fun. Um, CMA's registration area will be in there. So once you get cleared for your vaccination status to walk into the convention center, you come right up there and registration is there. Um, CMA's idea fair will be inside of the member services area and there's approximately 200 entries this year. So uh, come take a look at all your peer tested ideas. That would be wonderful. Um, uh, the Wine Society will have their auction. Um, so take some time to browse and bid. And the uh -huh. auction is a little bit different this year, right? Like in past years, you know, the wine auction has been very much in person. We've had, you know, several hundred bottles of wine for you to peruse in person. This year, um, the auctions are all virtual. Um, we're utilizing the same platform, GiveSmart, that we've used over the last couple of years. Um, but the setup will be a little bit different, but anybody can bid from anywhere, which is really cool. So if you're attending World Conference virtually, you can still participate in the auction. So that that will be the wine auction and the Club Foundation um, pieces of the auction will will all be online, um, and you can find that link uh, on the conference website as well as in the app. Yep, conference app. Always about the app. Get on there. Uh, let me see what else we talked about that. Um, we're going to have a, a, a place where people can buy their CMAA swag, too. Ooh, right? The CMAA shop. <laughs> yes. So we will have um, grab and go pay for and do all of that on site. And in addition to uh, we're working with a new company that you can take a look at some um, swag online and they will order it for you and ship it back to your club or to your home, whatever you prefer. Um, but it's kind of cool that that you can pick something and decide where the logo placement is going to be. So we're very excited about that. So please check that out in the CMAA shop. Uh, additionally, I know we've got to have some vintage um, grab and go. <laughs> when I say grab and go, I mean free to you. So we have some materials that are coming with us to conference, notebooks, uh, actual leadership books. Um, we're going to put a table together and encourage everybody to, to swing by and take a look. And if you want something, just take it. Free take to it. a good home. Free to <laughs> a good home. Thank I you. I.e. not our closets at the office anymore. Yep. Yep. 
So if you're um, in the market for some vintage CMAA swag, that is uh, where you would find it. Yep. Thanks for that. Um, the, so I, I'm sure um, some of my peers have mentioned this, and if you all haven't, Royal Cup will be in the in the member services area, so you can grab your cup of Joe in the morning, noon, or uh, late evening, and uh, uh, get all fueled up. And um, also, uh, the voting area is going to be in the member services pavilion. So if you're an eligible voter, professional, or alumnus member, or um, a, a retired professional member that will be on site. Um, please take an opportunity to vote. If you voted online already, you cannot recast your vote. So we're just looking for um, for those who want to hear the the uh, candidate speeches on site and um, take that opportunity. Please vote. Please, 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 please vote. vote. There is a slate, but you're determining um, your your peers uh, term year. So take that yes, opportunity. There, there's nothing um, nothing else on the ballot this year. It's just our, our slate of candidates. Correct. There's no, no bylaws initiative. No bylaw propositions. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. All right. Melissa, do we have any other questions for Kim? Kim she covered every her? like she covered she everything did. so well. <laughs> she did. So Kim, what is your favorite part of conference? Oh my goodness. There's so many. So I, I would say um, I love the idea fair. I love taking a look and seeing what you all are doing, um, how you've uh, kept pace with the craziness of, of what's going on in this industry and how you've responded. And every single year, these ideas get better and better. And um, I just, I think that's a great opportunity to, to look around and see what your peers have going. And, and then obviously uh, spending some time, oh guys, I forgot to mention, open space is also gonna be oh. in the oh. member services yeah. area. So just these, these, these moments where you get to be together, you know, so taking a look at, at at your peers entries or in the idea fair or like spending some time um, checking out uh, what topics are going to be up for discussion and peer led um, in, in a very informal setting conversational setting at the open space i just love that you guys are uh, you as members are going to be back together and uh, reunited and it feels so good does anyone want me to sing anyone besides kyle anyone that, wait, wait, wait why besides me <laughs> You know what, Kim? I think we're going to save that for our next podcast so our That's cool. listeners have something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Kim, if you're offering to sing, um, I have a gig you might might be interested in. My love, you are all national anthem up. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> okay, I tried. I tried. <laughs> that eight in the morning thing, it's just, it's, it's rough. <laughs> I'll be lip syncing in the back and cheering you on. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Well, uh, as Kim mentioned, pretty much everything uh, for, at conference is going to be in one space this year, which is really neat. Um, it kind of epitomizes the idea that we really are all back together again because we're shoving everything in one room. Um, <laughs> very large room. Very, very large big, room. big, room. big, airy, Lots of room. beautiful room. I mean, if you've been with us in San Diego before, you're familiar with the sales pavilion. The last time we were there, we had the expo in the sales pavilion. If you remember, it's got the big, beautiful skylights. It's almost like being outside. So, you know, maybe we'll get a little vitamin D throughout the yeah. day, through the, through those windows, but it'll be a really nice space for us all to um, congregate and share ideas and spend time together. But yeah, I think we covered everything. Registration, member services desk, idea fair, Royal Cup, voting, auctions, job boards. That, yeah, all, open space, all the things. All of it. We'll be, we'll be up there in the sales pavilion. Um, 
including all of our smiling faces. In white badges. That's how you in, find your national team. Yeah, we'll be wearing a white badge. Look for us in the white badges. And by the end of the week, a little bit of like that harried, glassy-eyed expression when we're all just a little bit tired. But <laughs> get there. We will get there. Sweet. Cool. Well, Kim, thank you for your time today. We appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge with our listeners as always. Um, and we are looking forward to connecting with everyone on site in San Diego. Ladies, always a pleasure. And all of my friends, travel safe. We'll see you soon. All right. Well, we are joined by our friend and colleague, Miss Jane Ayers, who is our meetings guru. And she's going to chat with us today about a few things, but mostly about the networking event. We're really, really excited. One, that we're going to be back in San Diego somewhere warm. I think we're all ready to be somewhere where the temperatures aren't frigid. Um, but mostly because this year's networking event is going to be fun and a little unique. We are going to be heading to the Gas Lamp District in San Diego, which if you've ever been there, you know, is very cool and historic. But we are going to have a block party. And we're going to have Jane talk to us a little bit about what to expect at the networking event, both from the fun side and from the like logistical side of how we're, you know, making it all happen. So Jane, do you want to give us a quick rundown of what people can expect at our networking event? Absolutely. And thank you, Kyle and Melissa, for inviting me. This is very exciting. I, I feel like a star. <laughs> you um, are a star, Jane. No, nah, not not really. So it, we are very excited. We really wanted to do something this year that is um, very San Diego. And I know we've been, CMAA has been in San Diego a couple of times. So we wanted to do something different. And we had the opportunity to um, plan a block party, which um, basically means that we are taking over um, about two blocks about two blocks of the gas lamp district, the main drag right smack in the center, um, just for CMAA. So it is closed off to the regular public and we are going to just um, celebrate uh, that evening. So if you're not familiar with the gas lamp district, it is super close to the Marriott and the convention center. Um, it is walking distance. You walk in front of them in front of the convention center and then across the street, we'll have some, of our CMAA um, Golden State Chapter volunteers, plus some other folks that will help lead the way. Um, and it's really exactly what it says. It's a block party. We have um, bought out um, probably, I believe we're up to about 10-ish um, restaurants. The number changes a little bit because they've had new restaurants come on board but it's about 10, 10 to 12 restaurants, and they will be uh, showcasing some of their, their best and most popular items on their menu, um, and certainly serving libations to our, uh, to our attendees as well. Of course, it wouldn't um, be a CMA party without libations. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna have a DJ, um, at one end of sort of one end of the of the block party so that you don't have to trip over the stage to get there <laughs> and uh, it's just going to be a great night a great night outside there are some indoor spaces should the weather be chilly I would highly recommend that people wear and bring a jacket 
or maybe layers. So if you're if you get a little warm, you can tie your jacket around your waist. But if not, you're you're, you're protected. The nice thing about the gas lamp district is, you know, because of all the buildings, you're protected from sort of the chill that comes off of the water. So um, we are uh, really excited about the event. I think everyone's going to have a great time and really get a chance to experience San Diego. Um, the other fun part of this is that we will have some retailers that are open, um, obviously for your own purchase. But if you want to do a little shopping while you're in there, we've got... Um, We've got, let's see, the San Diego Trading Company, which has some souvenirs and T-shirts, as well as San Diego's Best, an, a, a competitor, I guess, of San Diego <laughs> Trading. Um, a fun place to buy fun socks in case, in case your feet are cold. Um, some art, an art shop, uh, a wine store. So, you know, bring your money if you want to buy some some fun trinkets and souvenirs from San Diego. But we're excited to see everybody there. All right. Sure. So you mentioned there's going to be some traffic direction from volunteers yes. and CMA staff. But yes. what what do our attendees need to make sure that they can get into our fun exclusive block party? Funny you should ask that, Kyle. <laughs> so um, as we have done in past years, when you when you register, when you come up and pick up your credentials and your badge, you will have a, a ticket that will um that means that you have purchased a ticket for the, or that you have a ticket for the uh, the networking event. So on Sunday morning, you will take that ticket and you will exchange it You in the registration area, which is in the sales pavilion on the third floor of the convention center. You'll take where that everything ticket, else is, you'll where know where to find it. <laughs> exactly. It's the hubbub, the hub of the CMAA World Conference is Indeed. in the sales pavilion. Um, you'll take that ticket, you will go to the desk that says networking event um, and you will exchange that for a credential, a specific credential that you'll wear around your neck to get into uh, um, the networking event. Yep, and and if you've been with us before at World Conference, you're very familiar with this process. That credential is a nice fun lanyard and it says CMAA networking event on it. <laughs> you will look like a goober if you're wearing both things all day long, but then you won't lose it. Um, but make sure, you know, we will have plenty of those credentials available to you. Um, you can ex make that exchange, you said Sunday morning. So Correct, Sunday morning registration. Yep, registration opens at 7 a.m. So that desk will be open starting at 7 a.m. on on Sunday morning. And you will need to show that credential and wear that credential to the networking event. That's what will allow you to enter and participate um, in all the fun stuff that we have available that evening. So don't lose it once you have it. Right, and that credential also will have a map, sort of a basic map, but a map of the footprint of of our event and um, which restaurants, well, all of the restaurants, honestly, in our in our footprint are participating, but it'll have a quick little list so that folks have something to refer to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's Sunday night beginning at 6.30 p.m. Correct, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Sunday night, awesome. February 20th. Awesome. Special shout out to our friends at EasyGo or helping mm -hmm. to make this event possible. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Jane. What else can the, I do for you? <laughs> you are the resident conference expert. What mm -hmm. tips and tricks? Every time I say tips and tricks, I just think of that episode of, of Schitt's Creek where they're trying to sell like lotion and stuff. 
Right. Tips and tricks and tips and tricks. Um, what tips and tricks do you have for conference attendees? What are what are things that you pieces of advice that you would give to folks attending a conference, even if it's for their like 50th time? What do you want them to remember when they're packing? Oh, well, that's a really um, good question. And it's funny you should say that, too, because I've already started packing. Um, I know it's kind I of hard to, to believe, that. but if I don't start now, then I forget stuff. So um, I, a couple of things, you know, San Diego, I will tell you, San Diego this week, the week of February 9th is warm. It's been in the 80s, which is really lovely to think about, especially for those of us on the East Coast where it's in the, you know, at one point was in the eights. Um, <laughs> But San Diego, it will probably be somewhere in the low 70s is is the expectation. Who knows what the weather will look like. But um, I would recommend a couple of things. First and foremost, bring a jacket or two mm-hmm. or maybe even a couple of different kinds, you know, a sweater, a sweatshirt, a jacket. Um, so you can trade off and, and uh, but stay warm during the during the different parts of the day that you're outside. Um, you know what? It's great. Uh, it's a great walking city. Bring really good walking shoes. Um, don't be like me and bring a brand new pair of shoes that then rubs a blister and then you can't walk for the rest of the, the time. Um, I've only done that once or twice and I, you would think I'd learn my lesson, but I didn't. Uh, you know, I would, uh, for myself, I, I, I like to get into my room I like to check in, get into my room, get settled, get organized um, before I get out there and start uh, chatting and talking and 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 conferencing. Because um, once you get once you get over to the convention center or once you're in the lobby of the hotel, you will be seeing a million people that you know and a million people that you want to talk to. Um, so I always recommend to everyone to get get yourself settled in. Um, before you you get out there, there will I will tell you that there um, are friends from the Golden State chapter will have a hospitality desk, so to speak, in the lobby of the Marriott. They will be there to answer questions um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so take advantage of talk chatting with them. If you have questions about restaurants, if you have questions about you know where to go, if you have questions about where do I you know, where's the local, the closest CVS, because I need, I forgot my deodorant, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff, toothpaste. Um, trying to think of anything else that I could, um, could recommend. I mean, you know, it is just, just make sure that you've thought of everything, um, especially as you plan things like shoes and coats, because I yes. think that's really, really important. Don't, don't forget a coat or a jacket, or you'll be at one of those cool little shops uh buying yourself a souvenir yeah and i would i would add too that you know it might be 70 whatever degrees outside but we were going to be indoors in air-conditioned buildings so if if you like me are somebody who is cold all the time um a sweater or or like a blazer or something and i know our members are usually pretty good about this but you know have an extra layer with you because i get cold when i am inside a lot. Well, and you know, I will tell you that um, my uh, my dear friend and colleague Darlene says it best that 
when you attend a conference, the weather is generally always the same, which is 70 and fluorescent. Correct. So keep in mind that you're indoors and no matter what it's like outside, you know, it is very difficult as everyone will know, especially even in your own clubs, it's very difficult to keep um, a convention center at a perfect temperature for everyone. So, and yes. and if we do change our ass to change the temperature, it takes a while because it's a big, huge building. The other thing I, I think that you mentioned earlier or reminded me about, um, Kyle, is is a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have, there will be water bottle fill areas throughout the convention center, um, as well as hand sanitizer, you know, the normal stuff, but there is, there are, you know, charging stations and hand sanitizer stations and water bottle fill stations at the San Diego Convention Center. Yep, good. It's important to stay hydrated. And um, one thing I would add, and just having done a little bit of traveling myself over the last couple year and a half or whatever is make sure you pack enough masks with you it's such a silly thing to think about and a weird thing to think about but you know we're going to be in and amongst people all day long um the policy for cmaa's event is that masks will be required regardless of your vaccination status you know unless you're actively eating or drinking which is the same as if you were on a plane um so make sure you have enough extras with you you know if you're bringing cloth masks have enough. If you're bringing disposable ones, you're going to be there for at least five days. So just make sure you've got enough to cover you throughout the week to where you feel comfortable and not dirty and gross, because I think we all understand what it feels like under a mask and it's not pleasant. Right. <laughs> so right. keep it right. fresh. Keep it fresh. So so speaking of, um, can I jump into the next subject? You sure. may. Go Thank right you. Ask. So speaking of, um, Speaking of uh, safety, mm-hmm. well, health and safety, um, as we all know, and as we have publicized well with everyone, um, we CMAA's policy is to, and the convention center, to be very honest with you, because we are a group over 1,000 that we are uh, required to check vaccination status, confirmed vaccination status for everyone who enters the building. So we have... Um, as, um, as probably almost everybody knows, we have partnered with a company that is helping us with that information so that CMAA is not the, the holder of the information, but that we do, we do um, get uh, confirmation as to who has uploaded their vaccination certification. So before you ever arrive in San Diego, you should have received um, an, a text message that 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 allows you to follow through follow the prompts you upload your vaccination cer- certification you will get a big green check mark and that means you're good to go what's going to happen when you arrive at the convention center is that we will be checking folks before you enter the building and it it may look a little bit like a TSA check-in line <laughs> which is fine cuz that actually it makes sense so we will have folks that will be there checking to make sure that you're certif- that you have been certified. The the company that we are using um, will be sending out a reminder about two days before your arrival, roughly, that just says, "Hey, reminder, you you've been certified," and that way that that text will be hopefully close to the top of your text chain where you can easily pull that up 
hit the little button, your big green check mark uh, shows up and you will be given the um, the green light, so to speak, to, to enter the building. At that point, you're going to head upstairs to the third floor, which is where the sales pavilion, um, which you, you may, if you've been in San Diego before, you may recognize it. We used it in the past for exhibits. Um, it's a really pretty, uh, very open, very bright and sunny area that does overlook the water. Um, that is where registration is. So once you have been checked in and you have gotten the big green go, you go right to registration, pick up your credentials. Once you have your credentials, we know that you've already been checked in, that you've already presented your confirmation for your vaccination certification and, and you're done. Um, yep. So we will still have people there checking checking in the mornings to make sure that you have your credentials. You'll need your credentials to get into the building. Your ba basically your badge, your lanyard, your badge. Um, and then we will obviously have a, sort of a help desk there at that entrance to the building in case you've run into some difficulties. Um, so I think we've got it covered. I think it's gonna be a pretty good system. Um, other groups have used the same system and it's gone pretty flawlessly. Yep, we are all prepared to uh, to get you guys through that expeditiously. And um, like Jane said, once you get your badge from the registration desk, make sure you keep it with you anytime you're coming back into the convention center because that is your ticket in the front door. Um, please don't lose your badge. <laughs> of course, we will help you if you do, but, but maybe just don't, just don't lose it. Right. Don't leave it in your room. Just make sure you bring it with you every morning when you're heading over to the convention center. Then you won't have to wait in that line again. So. And you know what, I might even suggest, uh, because I do this for myself, where I leave my badge, my room key, whatever else I need to take to the convention center that morning, I leave it in a place that I'm going to walk by and remember it. <laughs> or put your room key in your badge, which yes. some people do, and that way you're always, um, you're always covered. Yep. Everybody's got their, their own tips and tricks. Tips, tips and tricks. Tips, tips and, and tricks. tricks. Yeah. All right. Well, we are endeavoring to make this a you know wonderful and as painless as possible process for everyone involved um, and so we really appreciate everyone's cooperation in uh, coming to San Diego prepared with their little green check mark the sooner you take care of that the easier it will be for us on site to get you in that door and get you on your way so um, make sure you yes Melissa I was gonna say before we leave this topic of red yellow and green mm, jane yes. is there what you know the, the for a lot of our folks this is probably going to be the first large um conference that they've been attending um in the COVID era so can you tell us about um how folks can share their comfort level for interaction uh, while they're on site and what we're doing to facilitate that well aren't you smart for asking that question too <laughs> um yes and actually um we i'll be honest we surveyed other groups to find out what they did and what worked best and we came up with um, a really great um, set of of stickers that each person is going to get a set of stickers and they will be red green and yellow as you can well imagine and and the green sticker basically will suggest and it, it shows you know there's a little photo and it, and it has a, a couple of words and the photo says um, hey, you know what? It's great to see you. I would, I'd love to give you a hug or shake. Bring it your, in. <laughs> bring it in. Yellow is, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm 
trying to be a little bit careful and cautious. So let's do a, a quick, you know, elbow bump and um, or a high five. And uh, that's probably as, as close as I want to get to you. And if you're wearing a red sticker, that means you're probably not as as, as comfortable having, um, you know, having direct interaction like that's sort of a, a sign to be res be respectful, a little social distancing. Great to see you, but this isn't the year to hug. Right. So yep. every everyone is going to get a set of those labels when they register. Um, and you can keep those with you. Um, you can change if you decide <laughs> after a couple of days, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable now that I've been there and see what people are doing. And I might want to go from yellow to green. Or you might say, I want to go from green to red. All, everything it all happen all, exactly all um all options are available to you i think that's great and i think that'll be a really good tool for everyone and it's just a good reminder too that you know as melissa said this might be a lot of people's first time back in such a, a big setting with so many people um and even if it's not it's a good reminder of us for us all to just be a little bit more aware of everyone's own personal boundaries right you know i'm i may be more comfortable than melissa will be um or vice versa and i think it's just a good a good way for us to you know be respectful of each other and pay a little bit more attention to uh, to how we interact. So be on the lookout for those stickers, use them how you feel comfortable, but then also keep your eye peeled for everyone else's so that you can interact with them in the way that everyone feels most comfortable. Absolutely. And um, I was going to say something else and now of course I've forgotten what it is, but we will have signage throughout the building as well, just reminding everyone of CMAs. Um, policies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of policies around in these times, but as as we've said on the podcast before, it's really just a matter of we want to make sure that this event is successful and everyone who is attending feels comfortable and safe. Um, and maybe that means this year we're a little bit stricter in what those policies are, but the ultimate goal is for a successful event with you know, no super spreader implications <laughs> or anything like that. No. We want to we want to get through the week and get everybody home safe and healthy, um, okay. and ready to go back to their clubs with great ideas and motivation. So, if if we can succeed in that, then I'd say that the conference was a rousing success. Success, absolutely. And, all right. Absolutely. Well, I, well, we yeah. wish everyone safe travels. Um, it is, it's, it's pretty exciting. We're down to, we're counting days now instead of weeks and months and um, safe travels and we'll see everybody in San Diego. We're excited to be talking with Kristen Hadid today. And Kristen is one of our uh, great conference speakers that you're going to hear in San Diego. Let me tell you a little bit about Kristen. She never intended to start a cleaning business, but at 19 years old, that's exactly where she found herself as the founder and CEO of Student Made, a company that offered flexible part-time jobs to college students in Gainesville, Florida. When she started the business, she had very little cleaning experience and even less leadership experience. An early incident in her career where 45 people walked out on her at the same time, inspired an obsession with learning everything she could about becoming a better leader. She began to share what she learned with her team members and she quickly realized that her company could do more than give people after school jobs. It could help them learn how to become leaders. For 14 years, Student Made offered leadership development and hands-on business experience to its team members. Under her leadership, it became known as a place where people felt accepted for who they are, where they were encouraged to 
fail and embrace their imperfections and where they were empowered to reach their potential. As word about the organization spread, she began helping leaders and organizations around the world create similar environments for their people. In 2021, she announced a bold new vision for her company. No longer would it be a cleaning company. Instead, it would become Student Made, spelled M-A-D-E, not M-A-I-D, an organization developed solely to, to develop student leadership. And this change allowed Kristen and her team to fulfill their long-term dream of having a wide-reaching impact on the next generation of leaders, in addition to helping teams and organizations all over the world embrace authentic human leadership. They've been featured in, a in numerous uh, news outlets, and even more interesting is the title of Kristen's first book, Permission to Screw Up. It sold more than 35,000 copies worldwide, and you can check out her first TED Talk, which has more than 3 million views on YouTube. So let's talk with Kristen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us today. Um, we are thrilled to have you to talk about this topic, and we really enjoyed reading your bio, and what a great story, kind of how this all came to be. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your session coming up at the World Conference? Yes. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to see you in San Diego. So my background is quite unexpected and unconventional, I guess. I, I went to school for finance. I thought that I was going to work on Wall Street and, you know, thought I had this, this plan for my life. And then I ended up cleaning houses in school to make extra money, never thinking that it was going to be my career or my job or my life. And it turned into a business. And right before I graduated, I got a contract that kind of changed everything. It was a contract to clean 800 empty university apartments. And at this point, I didn't have any employees. It was just me and a couple friends. We were cleaning houses in between classes. It was just a, a side gig, if you will, and got this contract. So I hired a team of 60 people to help me with the work. And that's when it really became a business and that was that was i think the the experience that sparked my inspiration my curiosity with leadership with wanting to learn how to be a leader and then never ended up working on wall street what a, what a what an interesting um an interesting uh pathway yeah yeah and i think you know there's a lot of pressure when you're when you're young to 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 know what you want to do with your whole life, right? And I think one of the things that we did in our business as we grew is we really tried to create a place where people could discover themselves. And we're a cleaning company, but more than that, we became a leadership development company. And we focused a lot on helping our team members really discover their strengths and what they, what they weren't good at, what they didn't like, uh, we helped teach them skills like relationship building and feedback and things that they never would really learn in their classes, but had everything to do with success in life. And the business almost became a launch pad where we developed leaders and then we would launch them into the world to go make their mark on the world. And we cleaned toilets, but that wasn't really what it was all about. So I know that the session that you're going to talk to us uh, or talk to our, a lot of our listeners about is that future of leadership. You know, as we look ahead and, and we have all of these generations in the workplace and things are definitely changing, certainly in the hospitality space as we see a lot of challenges. Um, you know, what, what can you tell us and what nuggets can you give us about what we should be doing as leaders in our own organizations? 
Yeah, you know, I think my experience, my experience in building my business has been tough because the cleaning industry has a 75% turnover rate. And so I know we're in the middle of the great resignation right now. And I guess in many ways, it always felt like that in our business as we built it, you know, over 15 years. And so from the very beginning, I was very, um, I, I wanted to know how to build a culture where people really wanted to be, right? That really brought out the best in people and where we could retain people and where we could attract people. And it was, how do you do that when the job is so tough and when you're cleaning toilets every day? And so I think what I'm bringing to this session is what I've learned in that journey. And it turns out it's it's not the pay, although many may tell you that it is. You know, of course, pay matters to some extent, but really, it's not so much about the pay, it's how people feel. And do we see people as people? Do we really understand who they are? Do we understand what's happening in their lives outside of work? Are we supporting them in, in, in a way that makes it feel like we're supporting the whole of them and not just the part that produces the output and does the work? And I think one of the reasons we're seeing this great resignation is people are sick of going to work every day and spending so much time in a job where they don't feel like they matter and they feel like they're just a number and they feel like they're only valued for their output. And so I think it's a it's a tough shift, you know, because as leaders, we've got to get work done and we may care about people. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but it's how do you build an environment where both are happening all the time, where it's you're focusing on the people and the work that you've got to get done and where your people feel like they're a priority. So that's what we'll be talking about. What does that shift look like? And especially when we look at future generations, I think these are the things that we, we have to talk about if we wanna keep attracting talent. Absolutely, I, I think you, you've really hit on something we've talked about on this podcast with several of our past guests, this idea of um, recognizing our coworkers and employees as whole people and not just cogs in a machine, right? Like you are more than the product that you churn out every single day. You are a whole person who has a life outside of these four walls. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's a, it is a big shift to switch your mindset from, you know, we have to get all of these things done to, yeah, we have to get all of these things done, but also, are you okay? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> and it sounds simple, but it's it couldn't be more difficult. Um, and so I love that that's that's a focus for you. And I think that this is an ongoing conversation, especially in the hospitality industry, where people are giving so much of themselves every single day. I mean, it's a it's a people oriented job. It can be very exhausting, um, and so it's it's hard to to find that balance. So I think that'll be a good it'll be a good conversation. We don't want to give too much away. <laughs> We want people to come listen. You have to come, to come if you want that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really great, Kristen. Um, I don't think I have any other questions. Melissa, did you have any other follow-ups that you wanted to cover before we were we wrap things up? Nope. I think that's a great preview, and we look forward to seeing Kristen on Wednesday, February twenty-third, beginning at nine forty-five a.m. Pacific time, uh, <laughs> out in San Diego. Kristen, any other words of wisdom for our listeners? I just really hope that I'll see you there. It's going to be awesome. Think of it as real talk about leadership. We'll dive into our real challenges, the things that we're worried about, the fears we have. I think one of the most powerful things about a session like this is you realize you're not alone. Uh, and also, you know, how, what do we what do? We do? How, where do we go from here? And and what is the what does the future look like? And that's the kind of conversation we'll be having. So I hope to see you. Yes. See you in San Diego. Awesome. 
Well, that's a wrap, but I do wanna put a couple other reminders out there for our attendees. This year, we have a lot of different health and safety protocols. There's a lot of different rules and regulations. The most up-to-date information you're gonna get from CMAA about this is direct to your email address. So mm -hmm. this week, leading up to conference, you'll receive the know before you go email. Read that, find details, check it out, hit us up if you have any questions, but that's gonna let you know what your admissions like to the building, what you need to bring with you, how you can be prepared. And, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate all of you and we cannot wait to be reunited in San Diego coming up. Absolutely. We appreciate everyone's enthusiasm for gathering back together again, your cooperation with all of the, uh, the COVID rules and regulations that we will have. But uh, as we said before in this episode and in past episodes, you know, we're, we're trying to take all the necessary steps to make sure that everyone who attends World Conference not only has a great time and learns a lot, but we all get to go home safe and healthy too. So, and that includes us as staff as well. <laughs> so we are so looking forward to seeing everyone and spending some time together and smiling even from underneath our masks. And uh, we will we will check back in with you all after World Conference when we've recovered and our brains are no longer noodles, scrambled eggs, or the other, any, any, anything, just fried. <laughs> See, we're, case in point, running out of words. <laughs> but until then, I'm Kyle, that's Melissa, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Take care, friends. Bye. Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org org.